What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, and the doors to episode 90 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my best buddy Bryce DeWitt. 10 shy of 100. 10, yeah, we're almost there, we're uh, two months and a half away. Yes, yeah, no, that's right, unless we have a reason to do an episode in between. Yeah, well, that's the thing now, like we've... Um, the last few weeks we've been putting in like an extra episode here and there and it's almost cheating. We're going to get there a bit quicker but I guess um, break throughout the holidays and stuff kind of uh, puts that off a little bit. But Yeah, I mean it kind of makes up for it, right? Like when you think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's sort of just catching up. Like, oh yeah, this this extra one won't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into it, Bryce, uh, I've, I haven't seen you all weekend. We're recording on a weeknight for a, for a change. Yes, uh, yeah. How's your weekend? You, got, you had a weekend away? I did have a weekend away in Port Ferry. It was uh, quite nice. Um, yeah. The the only unfortunate thing is we got like a really bad bout of shit weather. Um, yeah, yeah, it was ordinary down here. So <laughs> I, I didn't do any swimming or anything, but um, I did go fishing. And while I had some nibbles, I didn't get any luck there. But the thing that made me gave up on the fishing was uh, I was throwing a, throwing a line in for about 45 minutes to an hour. Just, you know... Just to pass some time, because why not? Mm. And then all of a sudden, like I th- I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll chuck this one out, and then that'll be it, because there's nothing, nothing coming. And I look down as I'm like looking at my line, just to see about where it is in the water, and I see this thing flicker past me, and I look down. And there's like this giant, like half white, half black thing swimming around. I'm like, that's why I'm not catching any fish. <laughs> what was it? It must have been a sea lion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm like, I, I said to my, I said to my brother-in-law, I'm like, do you, did you see that? He's like, what? I'm like, that big friggin' white and black thing. He's like, uh, no, but I'll go look for it because he'd already taken out his line. So he went looking for it and he couldn't find it. I'm like, hmm. no, there was definitely something there and it's definitely scaring away the fish. There's no <laughs> way in hell. That's one, of, that's one of those things where you always say we're always going to go fishing, but we never end up actually doing it. Yeah, we need to. I love fishing. Yeah, it's a good excuse just to sort of sit around, um, have a few few drinks, and just zone out, really. And if well, you catch a fish, it's always a bonus. I mean, now we're not now now that we're not so busy, you know. We, I'm sure we'll find the time somewhere. It's just been really, uh, really tough. Oh, not so busy. You can speak for yourself, I guess. <laughs> oh well, you know, we're yeah. not we're not in a rush to like run down to our other job, and you know, summertime's over, so there's less people there. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time down the coast here because uh, all the holiday makers go. Yeah, mainly go back to Victoria, which is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, enough fishing talk, Bryce. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Monolith hiring for the next Zelda game. Uh, a little uh, bonus you can get for your Twitch Prime this month, and uh, more that we'll get into during the show. Hmm. Um, but we'll start off, Bryce. Have you been playing many games this week, or what's what's been going on in your Switch room? Um, not not a lot with my Switch. I've been playing like a bit of Smash Brothers here and there. I did, I did boy. buy yep. Final Fantasy VII. Um, oh, you did. Oh, yep, that's what I was going to ask about. What's the port like? Um, oh, the port's okay. Like, but the thing is, is like with with Square Enix and their ports, they're really lazy, and so mm. they'll just like move over 
basically a base edition of their old ports, so it's got some of the yeah. old bugs that the PS4 one had. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, it, that sucks, but it doesn't really ridiculous. detract too much from the game. Yeah. Like it, it's still it's still Final Fantasy VII. Now, they didn't accidentally um, put the version, like the remake version on there. That wasn't, um, that didn't happen? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be, like, you just boot it up, it's like this big, beautiful game. Oh, all right, yep. Oh, this yeah, and a... that's Final Fantasy VII, all right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do plan on picking it up, but uh, I, I actually picked up uh, y- Yoshi, so that's what I've been playing a little bit of. I haven't played much of it either, but, um, yeah, I've played pretty much my thoughts are pretty same of... Uh, as they were the other day when I was playing the demo. It's yeah. just really nice to just be playing in handheld mode, just relaxing, collecting everything. My um, God. <laughs> Sorry. What, what's going on? What's going on in your household over there, Bryce? Okay, so, like... We're recording We're recording distance today because I've only literally just gotten back from holiday and I'm, like, trying my absolute hardest to keep out Married at First Sight, but I'm watching my audio waves right now and it's still picking up that goddamn piano. Oh, no. <laughs> We're so sorry, audience. Yeah, well, I, I, it, it I, won't I, happen I, much. <laughs> yeah. You do realize you're exposing um, people to married at first sight. Like that. Oh, that's no, probably oh, no. that's probably the le- the thing they want least in it's their dangerous. day while it's, they're listening to this. Yeah, it's dangerous as anything, I guess. You know? hmm. Like I, I've I always say I used to listen. I used to watch married at first sight. I remember. Um, we were actually um, going up on our trip up the east coast, and my um, my girlfriend is quite into it. And I started watching it, and I actually got into it because it was just like putting two people together and seeing what they get up to. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just like, oh, let's put them all together and get like that Big Brother drama. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it just sucks. It's so bad to watch. So <laughs> I don't know even why, know why we're talking about it. But no, exactly. We're talking about it because it's interfering with the podcast noise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm trying my hardest. So. But Bryce, I assume you haven't you haven't picked up Yoshi yet. Uh, no, I was I was about to say um, in conjunction to that. Uh, while I was on holiday, I, I've got I've got two brother-in-laws. Uh, one of them's the one that went fishing with me, and the other one um, is one that picked up Yoshi. Oh, okay, yep. So he he uh, he let me have a small crack at it, and he kind of just like explain some of the little completion aspects of it that kind of lengthen the game and stuff like that and I'm like oh yeah that's pretty good you know so I haven't gotten around to it yet I do want to play it but I'm kind of reserving it to like if it's on sale I'll pick it up <laughs> yeah uh, you might be waiting a while unfortunately just you know I mean it's classic <laughs> Nintendo but yeah <laughs> Nintendo first party game yeah but like yeah. It, it's just it's one of those games where I'm just kind of like yeah I would like to play it but you know hmm. it's it's not really much point in me otherwise it's the same thing with um it's the same thing with uh, Kirby. Uh, mm. Actually, I don't even think we've been on the show since that happened. Um, if you're not following my Twitter, my daughter finished her first level oh, yeah. of Kirby. Yeah, congratulations, Evie. Well done. Well done. <laughs> he's, she, he's... she played Kirby's Adventure on my Wii U and she finished her first level of a video game and she spot three. So It's so it's so adorable that she loves that little tablet too. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Like she lugs it around. She like loves playing the games on there. That's her like that's her YouTube and Netflix machine. Yeah, you know, she watches yeah. everything on. It's so cute to watch. Like that's her, I guess iPad or yeah, her her gaming console, her 3ds, her whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thinking like you, you got to think about it. Think about the video, first video game console that you ever touched, and then like. You know, I, I look back and then I'm like, oh, I remember playing the NES back in my day, and she's gonna be like, oh, I remember the Wii U. Hmm. 
<laughs> Who remembers well, the Wii she, U? <laughs> she's that young. She might not even remember the Wii U. Well, no, no. She she'll probably be carting around for the next <laughs> couple of years unless she breaks it. You know, I'm yeah. Not- yeah, when I go back to like my like Game Boy or Game Boy Advance SP or whatever, like it's so small. Like, even if I want to like play like Pokemon or something, it's just so small to hold. Whereas, yeah. like, at least the gamepad, at least it's uh, freaking huge. <laughs> You're not going to run into that problem. Mm. Yeah, and somehow it's sturdy too, even though it's made of cheap plastic. Yeah, she's well, dropped it that many times. I'm surprised she hasn't done any extra damage to it. Everyone, everyone likes to insult it and say, "Oh, you know, it's Fisher Price, it's rubbish." But you know, in this case, Fisher Price makes sturdy products for kids, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but just on the topic topic of uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, I'm, we're going to do a more in depth talk about it next week when I've played it a bit, and yeah. we're actually going to bring on some special guests who have played a lot of the game as well. So nice. Um, look forward to that. I, I, I don't want to just like you know talk about it now where it's just like yeah it's fun and there's a it's good it's got great levels in that but i want to have like a more in-depth discussion about it but yeah that's fair that'll yep. be up next week cool all right yeah. we'll do that so been playing anything else apart from final fantasy and uh smash smash um, dragali lost i'll bring i'll bring up dragali lost real quick because I, I mentioned it earlier on um so uh dragali lost has had like a couple events in a row because it's it's a six month anniversary Yay, it just came out not long ago for us, but <laughs> yeah. six months anniversary. Well done. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dragalia Loss has had its six month anniversary. It's just had its lo- it's just had its second gala event. Uh and now it's got its Easter event going on. Um but the main draw at the moment is if you're interested in playing, now's probably a really good time to start because they're handing out like a ton of free summons. Mm-hmm. So if if you've ever been interested in Dragalia Lost and you really want to give it a crack, now's the time probably to give it a roll. Uh, because for every day you log in, you get a reward, and the reward's not anything to wince at. Like it's pretty pretty decent stuff. Yeah. Uh, like uh, ten times summon vouchers and stuff like that. Uh, the Easter event uh, they've got going on at the moment. There was a similar event when it launched in Australia. Um, it was really good for farming materials and stuff like that to sort of get you started mm. um, because since released I, I think I'm level 80 now which is past halfway through the level cap I think the yep. level cap's 150 so I've been playing it a hell of a lot um, and if you want to farm that event I've made a small guide that I, I actually made to submit to Reddit and give to a friend who's oh you so, did did you who's sort of playing it yeah I made like a guide for the event to sort of explain how it okay. works yep and I'll uh, post that up on Twitter. So if you're interested in starting Dragalia and you want somewhere to start, that's that's probably a good place to start. You know, mm. um, I do love how much you're into this game because I like I've heard no one talk about this game apart from you, and it's just cool to hear like hear you like take on something that's different. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like the Nintendo, I, I was really into Fire Emblem Heroes too, and I still kind of am, but I haven't been playing Fire Emblem Heroes as much anymore ever since I sort of ran out of opportunities to get free credits to summon. Mm. Um, not that that's Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Heroes' fault. I also ran out of story content, which kind of dried it up for me as well because they, yeah. they're being really slow with the story release content. Mm. Um, but Dragalia is uh, sort of in the same rungs, except it's more viable to play with friends, if that yeah. makes sense. So I, I might be you know, the only person talking about it that you know at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but I'm hoping that 
as you know as the time goes forward a little bit more because I've been, I've only been playing it for about three four weeks. Mm. You know, I, I think it, I think it's about three four weeks now. Anyway, <laughs> well, the, the, there was the other day when like oh I've got I've got the day off finally like you've been working like pretty flat out yeah and you're like oh. I was like, what are you going to get up to? You're like, oh, I think I might just sit down and play Dragalia Lost. So, did you just like smash it all day? Or <laughs> yeah. You did? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been really enjoying it. Like, it, it's really weird because with Nintendo mobile titles, you kind of think, oh, God, here we go again. You know, we go into the mobile titles. Nintendo's moving into the mobile market. But the stuff that Nintendo's come out with in the mobile market is pretty genuine. Mm. Um like Fire Emblem Heroes is a really good way to get into Fire Emblem because it's a very simplistic Fire Emblem, but it can also get complicated if you want to get really into it. Yeah. And then Dragali Lost, you know, it's Nintendo's new IP. It's a new reason to play a Nintendo game. So, you know, and I've been having a lot of fun with that and I'm really smashing that out and I'm pretty proud of myself with my what I've achieved. Well done, Bryce. Well done. Um, I'm sure everyone's clapping it at yep, home being, in their cars, audiences, on their couch. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw this. Uh, I saw this news article, Bryce. It says that Dragalia Lost issues affect Android after updating to one point eight, no one point six point oh. Um, yep. Have you had any problems with this? Uh, sort of. So here's here's the great thing about the Dragalia Lost team is that when issues like this come up, sometimes um, the game, like for example, some people couldn't get into the game for about a day because it was just it was bugged out with their phones. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I mean, I didn't have that problem. I had the problem where it was sort of laggy. Okay, yeah. Um, and that was a pain in the ass, but it, it wasn't unplayable. Like, you could still play it. It was. It's just that sometimes it would stop for about half a second and then start up again. Hmm. Um, but we get compensated for that. So, like, if an issue like that comes up that, in, like, it hindrances gameplay, um, they'll fix the issue. Then they'll be like, oh, here you go. Here's, here's like, a bunch of Wormite. Okay, that you can cool. use for summons yeah. and stuff like that. Like they're really good at compensating people, and um, I, th- I think that's great. Even for server like server maintenance, when they have a major event on, um, when they when they do a major upgrade to the game, um, maybe every month or two, mm. they they take the service down for two hours, but in recompense, you get like ten summons, uh, a ten summon ticket, so you can summon ten ten units. Yeah, which is like, I mean. It might not come out jack shit, but 10 summons is like a lot of, like a fair bit of grinding, especially when you're like in the position where I am, where grinding Wormite is less viable than it was, you know, 50 odd levels ago. Um, Getting 10 summons just like that is like, it's like treasure. You're like, oh, give me. <laughs> like, I'll take that sort of thing. So you're pretty much just begging for the servers to go down so you just get free stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to play Jagali for two hours. Just give me a summon ticket. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> in conclusion, there's a lot There's a lot going on for Jagali at the moment. It's a really good time to start. So if you're interested in giving it a go, my opinion is to probably start within the next day or two. Mm. Save yourself some grinding. That's what you're that's Well, what you're exactly, yeah. 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 It will. It'll save yourself a bit of grinding. And like I said, with the event uh, going on, That'll uh, give you a shortcut to leveling up your units and stuff like that. And I mean, I'll post the thing up on Twitter that I made for Reddit. It's a really handy little guide to get you the most rewards out of that thing that you can. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Maybe I should jump in and give it a go because uh, um, 
I wouldn't mind. I, I enjoyed the like little bit I played, just the gameplay wise, and it's good see to if just like sit down on the couch, you know, sit down on the couch and play it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just um, just when it, when it comes to my phone, obviously I'm on it a lot, but I just don't. I playing games on it does not even come to my mind as far as that goes. It's always no. just like I sit on the couch, look at my phone. It's either Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You know, it's that type of thing. I don't even think about playing a game. Well, I mean. I'll get you to fire it up after this and you can tell me what free five-star unit you got at the start of the game. Mm. And I'll see what I can work out for you. All right. Oh, buddy, you're you're a um, consultant even. You, I'm, you I'm a consultant. Guides. For the like three or four weeks that I've been playing Dragalia Lost, I'm like higher level than some Japanese players that have been playing since day one because I just play it so much. Jesus, that's intense, dude. I'm just you playing might it a lot, a problem. dude. You might actually have a problem. That might be, that might be pushing it. <laughs> No, 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 it's just, like, <laughs> no, it, no, no. If, if I'm sitting down watching a movie or something like that, it's just good to play. Yeah. I don't even have to be playing it. I can just hit auto battle and, like, farm materials with my with my decent team that won't die even if I leave them on auto battle. Hmm. You know, like you were with Pokemon Quest. Oh, my God. Say Pokemon Quest, that got me by the balls. Yeah. That really yeah. did get me by the balls. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same scenario. Just yeah. Different game, yeah. So that's the problem. Maybe maybe I should keep away from these mobile games. They <laughs> might be a bit too dangerous. Maybe I'm doing myself a good service. No, no, no. Because this one's... See, the, the difference is, is this one's co-op because at oh. least you can play it with people. I can play it with you, can I? Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. I mean, you mean, mean you can't do that with Pokemon Quest and that really got you by the balls so you're just yeah. having a solo play experience the whole time. Yeah. No, that did get me by the balls. That, 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 that grabbed each individual ball and just... Squeezed. Yeah, no, really did. <laughs> All right, we'll move away from that. Yep. Uh, Bryce, let's jump into uh, the Monolith Soft news that they are hiring for a uh, new position for the next Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So this is from my Nintendo News. Uh, Monolith Soft has announced they are currently hiring development staff in the next entry for the critically acclaimed Legend of Zelda series. One would assume that the next mainline entry in the Zelda series is for the Nintendo Switch platform. However, we have no idea which year the developers are targeting for release. Monolith Soft is looking for the following candidates. Technical artists, programmers, planners, designers, and a project manager. The company uh, is looking for them to create new surprises and emotions, as Gamitsu Gamitsu reports. Monolith Soft assisted with the... (laughs) Typo, uh, typographical design on the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, so this is this is exciting. Um, obviously, we know a new Zelda game is in development. If they're going for something like Breath of the Wild again, which is huge in scope, they're going to be. If they've got Monolith Soft on the job, that's definitely what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It um, is. It, it is interesting to see if they're hiring for a game they're just starting to develop, or they've actually been developing it for like a year or two already and now it's uh, it's time to hire on staff to sort of pick it up a bit. See, it's a really interesting question because, I mean, they worked on the typographical design for Breath of the Wild and, yep. you know, that was just as an in-hand sort of thing. Like, oh, this is how you make a world without borders, which Monolith are good at. They're really good at. They made yeah. X like that. It was amazing. But... <laughs> a world without borders until you get to the border where it's like, ah, oh, it's too sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's actually just all sea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's a bit in the desert where you just can't... It's just oh, right. Yeah, no, you're talking about Zelda. I was talking about X. Never mind. Oh, okay. Yep. No, yeah, too easy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's interesting to hear that they want like a project a project manager and stuff like that and designers and 
programmers. Like that 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 sort of tells me that Nintendo are like, you know what, Monolith, we're just gonna put it in your hands and you guys can work on it. Yeah, almost. Like um obviously with Breath of the Wild they uh They've proven themselves. Yeah. They've done a really good job with mm, uh, it, helping with the map design. Like if 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 they themselves are looking for a project manager, that does sound like this studio is actually doing the game rather than just being outsourced like some oh, of the stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like. And yeah. I mean, that makes me excited. Um, I just hope that, you know, we're not going to hear about this for ages. And no, Monolith Soft is really understaffed right now as far as I'm concerned, which yeah. is why they're hiring so many people for this project. Mm. Um, they've been understaffed for a few years now. Um which sucks, mind you, because they're a really good developer. Yeah. Um, so it excites me to hear about the Zelda project, but because of the lack of people that they have, it makes me wonder, like, how this is going to go. Hmm. Um, obviously, we've got Link's Awakening coming, and that'll tide us over for Zelda for a little bit. Not that Breath of the Wild hasn't already, like, gut-punched our stomachs for the next few years. <laughs> Um, like to be honest, I'm not in a big rush for the next Zelda game. I'm quite happy with no, like Breath, Breath of the Wild. You know, two years ago at this point, and getting um, some of these other Zelda games, say like the remakes of a top-down Zelda, and hopefully we get an original top-down game as well, and stuff like Cadence of Hyrule and spin-offs oh, in that u- in that universe. Don't even mention Cadence of Hyrule in my presence. I'll just scream. Oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm talking to you over the internet now, so I can mention Cadence of Hyrule all I want. <laughs> and it's your family at home that have to deal with the mess you make, all right, mate? So <laughs> It looks good, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm not saying I'm in a rush either, but... Actually, it's still- I was, sorry, I was listening to um, one of the Explosion Network's uh, podcasts, and they mentioned that your excitement over Cadence of Hyrule. Ashley Hobley brought it up. <laughs> And he, uh, he reckons it might be a bit hyperbolic, what you're saying. So, what do you have to say about that? A bit hyperbolic? Mm. Why would it be a bit hyperbolic, Ashley? I don't know. Listen, that game's going to be great, and it's going to be the best Zelda <laughs> game out this year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Link's, Link's Awakening. There you go, you like, heard it here first. I mean, if you've... Well, look, that it, it's my... Nothing against Link's Awakening. I love Link's Awakening. It's the quirkiest Zelda game out of the lot. But it is a remake of a Zelda game I've already played. Mm. Cadence of Hyrule, while it's not specifically a Zelda game, it is half a Zelda game with half another game. And it introduces a unique formula to the Zelda universe. Um, It makes me wonder whether it's going to act like a Zelda game and have an overworld in which you run around in and do all that, or whether it's just like segment-based gameplay like Crypt was. Yeah. I kind of hope it's, you know, the overworld option and they do something with that that works. Yeah, that Um, would be cool. But if they can't, then it's whatever. And I'm just interested in jamming out to some serious Zelda beats and just like tapping to the rhythm. That That shit makes me excited, dude. Yeah, it makes me excited too. I, I just thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. See, now I have to now, <laughs> now I have to have an argument with Ashley Hobley. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. He'll, 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 he'll own you, man. He'll, he'll rip you, rip you apart. He, no, nah, he, he won't. Kane Safari is going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be like Buddy Watson on the Celeste. 
Okay. Cadence of Hyrule Game of the Year. Game of the Year. All right. Here, the official announcement. Cadence of Hyrule Game of the Year. I think uh, it's going to be great. Bryce DeWitt, 2019. Yeah, there you go. Um, so do we have anything left to say on Monolith Soft hiring for a new Zelda game? Uh, not really, but if, if you want my honest opinion, it's not coming soon and no. you, shouldn't, <laughs> no. you shouldn't expect any news about it for another two years. No, yeah, we're not... It's it's nowhere near close. Yeah. Mm. Um, like we might be hearing this now and it might be coming out now, but Monolith are very, very desperate, obviously, to get some good employees in on the works and by advertising that they're working on a Zelda game, which they've done, which usually they would keep under wraps, it brings people in and saying, I would love to work on a Zelda game. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. That, that, in my opinion, is the only reason that they've mentioned Zelda at this point. And it's not just a, like a hiring strategy of, hey, we worked on Breath of the Wild. It's like we are making a new Zelda. So, mm. um, But good on Monolith, if that's the case. I love Monolith Soft. Yeah. They're fantastic. That also might mean you won't get Xenoblade for a, a long time either, if that's uh, the case. Look, we won't be getting X port and we won't be getting a sequel, so I'll just cry in a hole. All right. I really enjoyed X, but... I know, I know that it's not going to get any love. No, oh, well, go and cry in your hole, mate. So, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, next fine. up, uh, Twitch Prime offers a year of free Nintendo Switch Online. So, Bryce, you actually brought this to my attention earlier uh, last week, where you're like, hey, you get... Like, he just sent me a screenshot. I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I haven't done it myself yet, because I'm not a... I, I don't use Twitch Prime. Um, you do, don't you, Bryce, usually? Yes, I certainly do, yeah. Yeah, so you got this anyway without mm-hmm. having to go out of your way. You just sort of, it rocked up in your inbox. It's like, sweet, why not? Yep, um, yep. Like, what a great what a great deal. When does it end? Because I've still got to go and um, sign up for it. I think it's still got a couple of weeks on it. Okay, is it a monthly like, is, is it a monthly thing? Uh, so, what, Twitch Prime? Uh, like, is this going to last for a month and it rolls over to next month and it disappears? Is that what's Oh, the... no, 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 no. So, it's, it's 90 days worth okay. of... Um, Oh, wait, no, wait. Was it 90 days? I can't even remember how much it was worth. Um, it says here on the IGN article, so Twitch Prime members can claim uh, three months of Nintendo Switch online, and if they keep their Prime membership the following active, nine months. active for uh, 60 days, they can claim another nine months. Yes. Yep. So I won't be able to jump on and just uh, get a year by the looks of it. But uh, No, but Amazon Prime is only five bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I had Amazon Prime when they launched it in Australia, but yeah, I just I just never used it. Well, you should get Amazon Prime and use your Twitch Prime and just do it that way. And then if you make any orders on Amazon, well, there you go. Mm, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why that's why I had it, but I just didn't order anything, so I didn't see the point. In, um, yeah, but well, you should have looked into Twitch Prime because Twitch Prime always gives out free games. Yeah, and uh, content like I got a bunch of. Uh, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon tournament stuff for yeah, free. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, basically, you subscribe, you get the thirty days first. At the end of that thirty days, you get uh, thirty days, the three months. At the end of that three months, um, you get an extra nine months. Hmm. So, an online subscription in general for one person on Nintendo Switch Online is what thirty bucks. Yep. A year. So it's half the price of that. Yeah. So if you're interested in trying out Twitch Prime, getting some free shit. And, uh, you know, subscribing to your favorite Twitch channel for free for a month or two months or three months or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, 
you also get a bonus of some free, sweet, like, it's free online, mate. It's free online. When, when, like... It is free online, yeah. When have you seen them advertise free PSN or Xbox Live on Twitch Prime? Mm, I haven't yet, but hopefully... It'd be cool if this becomes a thing where they start doing, like, I guess, more more valuable, um, useful things, which gamers actually use, like these subscriptions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like, you only have to you only have to subscribe for three months. Mm. So you only have to... Even if you're not even that big of a fan of Twitch Prime, at the end of the three months, you're still only paying 15 bucks for a full year. Mm. So it's it's good in both beneficial aspects. It's like I get to... Tr- like, I get to try out Twitch Prime. I get some free loot. That includes stuff that you can use on your Switch, like Warframe gear, pocket tournament stuff. You know? And then... Uh, yeah, you can just give it up at the end of the three months and claim the last nine months if you really want to and move on. Yeah, so I think it says here you've got up to uh, January 22nd of uh, 2020 to claim all this stuff. Yeah, so you've got to, you've got what? You've got to activate the first three months within the next six months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, go from there. Mm. Then you can give your favourite creators the uh, free Twitch Prime too. So. Free love that they want. Give it to Dash or someone because I'm lazy and didn't activate mine. Mm. I technically am an affiliate, but yeah, I don't use Twitch and I definitely don't deserve your money on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there eventually when I can be bothered. Yeah. You were doing really well on Twitch too, but uh, life got on the way, I guess, and you oh, got busy. Yeah, life doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll get back to it one day. I just mm. think it's like... With me, it's really, really a schedule-based thing too. Like, I've really got to nail down a schedule. Um, and life is harder with two kids. Yes, um, <laughs> I would imagine. Well, I mean, I was... Even um, even Combro, who who hosted me and gave me a bunch of viewers and has been hanging around in our Discord after the after that. Friend um, of the show. Friend of the show. Yes. Um... He he wanted me. He's like, I want him to start streaming again, sort of thing. He was saying in chat, and I'm just like reading Discord. I'm not getting too involved in chat because I've been really busy. And I'm just like, look, I'd really love to start streaming again, but that is a lot harder than it sounds with two kids. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. with a yeah. really young one, you know. Yeah. When you go to sit down, like you've got the microphone ready, you have got people there, and then like, wow, so, all right, got to go. Then you know, the whole thing's done pretty much for the night. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not like exactly. you just press pause and people are going to like sit there twiddling their thumbs, just waiting for you to come back. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't, yeah. I don't want it to be that type of thing. Like when he gets a bit older, that's when, like, the prime of it will be good. You know, <laughs> was that pun can, intended can... or not? <laughs> Twitch prime, yes. yeah. Um, and then I can sort of get back on and fiddle with it again. But for the moment, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it. I'll, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I seem to. I haven't done it in ages now, but sometimes I just jump on... I can't do a schedule for Twitch, but uh, when I jump on there every now and again, it's just it's a lot of fun, especially if, especially if you get like a few people watching and talking to you and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, some streams you can be just sitting there being, all right, nothing's going on, and I'm, I've been talking to myself for two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Especially when you're on camera, it's just like... You've got to play something yeah. when it's fresh and brand new. <laughs> mm. You know? Or, yeah, but, or something that has a big following to really 
sort of draw attention. Or something with not much of a following, but um, still people mm. wanting to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if, you, if you just say, oh, let's do Fortnite, you're going to be at the bottom of that page and no one is going to scroll right to the bottom when they can just watch Ninja, Ninja at the top, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was just checking... I was just checking uh, the uh, PewDiePie first T series. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh, that, uh, just off topic. That was such a good video. That, that, came that out was today. a really good video. I, I watched it about um, I don't know ten times. Just the uh, the celebration PewDiePie. <laughs> I've I've watched yeah. it more than that. I've had it I've had it on repeat because I want that to get onto trending like as bad as I can. I've got it on a YouTube loop app. Oh, do you? <laughs> and I'm just keeping it running in the background because it's on it's on like 10 mil views in the last 10 hours yeah. and it's still not on trending. Mm. I think um, that's, that's just YouTube's uh, it's, yeah, bias it's YouTube's, coming in. Yeah. 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 But we're, we're going to keep pushing it. I, I'm a firm believer that he needs to hit 100 mil, not even if it's just because of the sake it's PewDiePie, but a creator needs to hit 100 mil first before we give up the goat. Yeah. I see, like, at the time of recording, the, the, the gap has changed from about um, over a fa- um, 120,000. Yeah, now yeah. it's down to 20,000, the gap. It's, it's even less now, yeah. It's like, what, uh, 15K difference. Mm. I have, I like, I'm a firm believer, even if... Um, I mean, I watch PewDiePie. I can understand why people don't watch PewDiePie. I've only started watching PewDiePie since he stopped doing video game content. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, like... When I came across him, when he was just doing like you know playing horror games, screaming, I was like, "Oh, this guy! I can't, I can't stand him." Yeah, exactly. But when he started yeah. doing like he's just talking to the camera and like he's and more, his meme content, his meme content, his more comical stuff. That's when I started really enjoying what he does. Yeah, yeah. And I think just 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 the um the fact that like it's basically creative versus corporation. Yes, exactly. So yeah. whether you whether you think PewDiePie is you know a racist asshole or whatever it might be, it, it's it just um. It's just standing up for like what YouTube means. Like going back to two thousand and six, when it's just, when when the tagline was you know um, broadcast yourself. Yeah, and that's what yeah. PewDiePie encapsulates. Like um, he doesn't have he he has like a few editors and that, but he doesn't have like this big empire. Even though he could easily fund it. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. He said in his last video he was thinking about buying a house in Tokyo. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool. But apparently, apparently Logan Paul, apparently Logan Paul caused issues with that. And um, did he really? Yes, Jesus. Apparently, that whole because YouTubers aren't considered a career type job. So um, Mm. basically, he went over there, he stuffed everything up, and then when PewDiePie was talking to his financial advisor, he said that. um, Logan Paul had basically screwed it up for just about every YouTube content creator that wanted to buy into the Japanese market. Hmm. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's freaking awful. Oh, well, look on the bright side, Bryce. Uh, it won't affect you, okay? No, yeah, no I'm, not, <laughs> no, I'm not a big YouTube content creator. Big YouTube content creator that's going to go and buy a house in Tokyo. Sorry, Eric, if you wanted to ever, ever buy a house in Tokyo. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Eric or any of our other friends that do YouTube stuff. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, off that subject, I just had to check it. I had to check it. It's been I like, I, like a lot of the time, been, I don't go off topic doing this type of stuff. But you know what? Tonight, I really, I really don't mind. I really don't mind if I go off on tangents and other stuff. No, but we'll but, go off that now. Uh, yeah. So, next news story is Best Buy have leaked the Joker render in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
Yep. Um, it's nothing huge. It's just like an ad basically saying, get the fighters pass uh, and get access to five upcoming fighters stages, including Joker from Persona 5. And it has um, the, render. the render of Joker standing there. And he looks really cool. He looks yeah, he looks awesome really good in this render. Yeah. He looks better than he does in his actual game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just different. Like, um, obviously, in Persona 5, it's just outright anime. Whereas in this, it's a bit more... I'm not going to say realistic. Yeah, they adjusted a bit. They, yeah, they adjusted a bit. Yeah. I don't looks, mean, I get that. He, he reminds me of a character from DMC. DMC 5. <laughs> That's what he actually reminds me of. Like, with the big, like, leather-looking, like, cloak. Yeah. And, like, the dagger in his hand. It looks really cool. I can't wait to see him in the game. Yeah, but what... It, if it goes by the Persona 5 news and he's a re- released around the time of the Persona 5 for Royal News, that's mm. still, like, another friggin' four weeks away. Yeah, but it is this month, though, so... I know. Hold I on know. to your titties. It's just a painful wait. I really want to play him. Mm. Yes, I do too. I really want to play him. Yes, but you also need to play the game he's from. <laughs> hey, look, I'm I'm doing this podcast. I'm talking... Uh, and my microphone is literally sat on this huge Persona 5 mouse pad. Yeah, yeah, you could... <laughs> I'm a fan of the art. I haven't played the game, but I'm a fan <laughs> of the art, Bryce. I'm like, I want that. And you're just like, oh, I bought it from Avcon, really? I'm like, go back there next year. They don't even have them anymore. I'm like, oh. Mm. Well, this, this, this artist had like really awesome just ways you can buy their art, whether it's posters or canvases, and they had them in like huge mouse pads. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the artist wasn't there um, last year. Maybe maybe she'll be back. Maybe she'll be back and you can get a bigger Donkey Kong uh, mouse pad. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that Donkey one. Kong, Donkey Kong uh, mouse pad. Bongo mouse, mouse pad where you can just sort of like smack your table. That's what I'm after. Yeah, no, that's what I'm after. That's what you're after? Yep. That's fantastic, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this is an interesting story. So basically... Uh, and this is from IGN. A security researcher arrested for hacking into Microsoft and Nintendo. Um, so the article reads, a, a 24-year-old security researcher who worked for the uh, Malwarebytes security company was arrested and nar- narrowly avoided jail for hacking into Microsoft then hacking uh, into Nintendo while on bail. As oh, reported Jesus. by The Verge... Uh, Zamis Clark, was uh, also known as Zipstream or Ray Lee, attempted hacking into Microsoft and Nintendo services and stealing confidential information, including uh, 43,000 files from Microsoft's internal uh, Windows fighting services and pre-release versions of Windows. Jesus. Um, so there's that. Um, I'm going to go down uh, to the Nintendo part. Um was that? Uh, Clark was arrested and then posted bail and was given no restrictions as far as far as computer use. So he can still jump on the computer and hack again. <laughs> Shortly after he was back home, he hacked into Nintendo's internal network in March 2018 and gained access through VPNs to, this is in quotes, Nintendo's highly confidential game development servers. So this was... This a year ago now but uh, he, he really did get into the uh, <laughs> like the mainframe of uh, Nintendo stuff or stuff we can't even see uh-huh. 
these are the servers that Nintendo use for uh, users to store its development code for unreleased games. Uh, Clark stole 2,365 usernames and passwords, but was discovered in May of 2018 and pleaded guilty today uh, to multiple accounts of computer misuse licenses in a London Crown Court. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the cost of damages associated with Zamus Clark's hacking was estimated to be... Uh, uh, what we got here? Uh, 1.8 million for Nintendo Oof. and around 2 million for Microsoft. Jesus. So, yeah. I thought it was interesting because it came up and it's just like the, the two, two of the main pillars in the video game industry, but no Sony. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny that uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, nah, you're right, mate. And he just goes home and just hacks straight into Nintendo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what did you expect, guys? He he worked at a he worked at an antivirus company. His life is hacking. Yeah. He probably just went down down like, down like the main streets. Oh, there's an Apple store. Just jump on one of the MacBooks and just no, hack like Nintendo, that. leave away. Have you ever seen that gif of that guy that just like walks into a sh- it like walks into a pit, uh, electronic store and he's got like a long trench coat and some glasses on and he just like walks past all the computers and starts tapping on them and it's like hacking coding complete yeah yeah downloading <laughs> files from NASA yeah and that's that's exactly what he was like <laughs> the 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 most hacking I've ever done in that situation is like in an Apple store or a JB Hi-Fi you go in you like you go to the iPhones or uh, the Macs and you go to the the podcast app. And you're like, oh yeah, search the house of Mario, and you do a cheeky download. Like, oh, there's an extra one. <laughs> Being like, oh, I'll do an extra one while no one's looking. Do an extra one for Explosion Network and Dash Culture and a few other guys. I'm like, all right, my job's done. And you just look fucking at, scoot out. Look at you, the wholesome podcast hacker. Yeah, look, the wholesome podcast hacker. You don't, you don't just, you don't just uh, subscri- do an extra subs- cheeky subscribe to one. You know, you got to do them all. <laughs> you're just in there all day. You do like all of the Eight Bit Collective, and you do like all your friends. Oh my god, <laughs> on every iPhone. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that was just a little, I guess, a little interesting tidbit of a story. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit strange, really. They yeah. finally pleaded guilty today. Mm. And like we, it's like this happened a year ago. I never heard anything about this a year ago. But obviously, the information is just coming out now because of the court case. But so the problem with news stories at the moment too is you have to really pick them because mm. it's April Fool's Day today. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful about what you pick for news stories. Mm. It's like that red, the red replay sixty four that um, Vooks decided to put up. Yeah, see, I God I, it, knew, I, yeah, knew I knew it was April Fool's Day, and seeing yeah. seeing that, I'm just like, get fucked, Vooks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I looked at it too, and I was just like, get fucked. That's not happening. It was a good one to pick though. Like straight after Cuphead's announcement, you go for the rare replay. Yeah, because it's plausible. It's very plausible. I put it on there immediately, and I was just like, don't even joke about this. This is cruel. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What have what have you been some of your favorite April Fools articles? I haven't um I've seen the Vooks one and um uh Press Start did one for PlayStation Air so they basically said that PlayStation have a new streaming service to go against Google. They're the two I've sort of noticed as far as gaming goes. I haven't really noticed any any particular ones today. I've just been sort of like I look at something like if anything really caught my eye where I was like I'm really questioning like if that is actually real. Uh, that didn't really happen to me today. Yeah. I was just kind of just like, okay, no, fake, 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 get out of here, that's not real, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't remember what it was, but I remember there, there was a video someone put up for April Fool's, and it was it was something Nintendo or something gaming. I can't remember what it was for the life of me, but I didn't see it until like the next week. It came up in like just like random Facebook videos. Yeah, and I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god, you are kidding me!" And I like look at the comments. It's like, "Oh yeah, good April Fools." Or whatever. Are you kidding? I look at the day. I'm like, "You bloody bastards!" That's uh, the thing. Like the videos, they don't disappear. They don't go once you know April Fools is over. No, they don't. They no. stick around. So it was like in July. I'm like, I got friggin' April Fooled then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's all the stories I've got, Bryce. You had um one a Final Fantasy 14 one. You'd like to bring up last one. Yep. Another one that uh, seems really unrelated for a Nintendo topic, but uh, it's uh, definitely related at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the moment, uh, you wouldn't find this under any real Nintendo-related story. It was on My Nintendo News, if you do keep up with My Nintendo News, which we obviously do because we borrow from their articles all the time. Mm, great, great little blog. I've been going oh, there yeah. for years, yeah. Following them for years. Um but uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has long been, uh, well, has long had a history of talking about uh, going cross-platform as well. Um, not not a lot of games obviously go cross-platform. Um, currently, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is the only MMO that is cross-platform at the moment. That's between PlayStation four and PC. Yeah, is that but, the only one that does that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, I guess there aren't any really, unless unless Elder Scrolls on Online is doing it now. Other. Oh, there's um, oh, what's that DC one called? That does a uh, that does it. DC Universe. Yeah, that does it, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Do, p- do people even still play it? <laughs> well, I'm sure it's got its fan base. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I not in the MMO world, years. my friend. Um, but. So, Final Fantasy fourteen is something, obviously, I play a ton of. Um, you would have heard it many times on the show before, and it's always sort of in my news front. Um, one thing did come out today, and is that that uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen development team are already starting work on their new MMO, um, but that won't be out for years. Yeah. Like, I'm talking half a decade plus. New, new MMO? Is that going to be a brand new IP, or Final Fantasy again? Or? No, Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy Presumably sixteen or seventeen. Oh, right. that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that that came out today of all days, and I had to fact check it like hell because this is what I mean about <laughs> April Fools. Yeah. But it was actually on the Square Enix website, and it was a job application thing that you could apply for. So I'm I'm inclined to believe that it's correct and real. Anyway, um, that's not go too far too much farther into that because I don't really need to talk about that. What I do need to talk about is that um. Since A Realm Reborn, which was the initial phase of the uh, relaunch of the game, um, 2.0, as we'll call it, um, uh, Yoshida, the director of the game, has always been in talks with being multi-platform MMO for the last four years, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may actually finally come to a head now, so... We had the issue before where um, Xbox did not want to do cross-play. It was on them and they handed, they said, we will do it if you give us Xbox-specific function where they could turn off the ability to see players who are not playing on Xbox. Yep. And that was nonsensical, so they were like, no, we won't bother. It, isn't that funny looking back on that now? Yeah. 
Like with with what we talked about last week, how Microsoft is so open to anything that's positive as far yep. as uh, playing games online goes. That was before Spence got in the chair, though. Yeah, I that's think. what I mean. Yeah, you know, Phil Spencer's like really killing it, dude. Yeah, that was launch Xbox One when that um, came out too. Yeah. So, yeah, ugh. launch Xbox One. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was the problem initially, and then obviously as time's gone on, Phil Spencer's like, I'll cl- I'll cross platform with your grandma. I don't, you know. <laughs> That's okay. just Phil Spencer right now. She's a great um, platform, the grandma. She plays some excellent games. <laughs> anyway, um, and then Sony turned around and they were like, no, we don't want to do plat- cross-platform anything. So, you know, that kind of shut down anything for like Minecraft or Fortnite or anything like that. And not even just that, but Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and now it's come to a head where PlayStation have had to drop to their knees on that issue and conform. Because people complained, and now we have cross-platform between multiple consoles with that now. Yep. Um, And talks are finally opening up again, and Yoshida said in an interview, the director of Final Fantasy XIV said in an interview uh, about a week back that um, he is currently in talks with uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Google for Stadia um, for multi-platform... Final Fantasy 14, true multi-platform Final Fantasy 14. So you would be able to play between any console and any console. Um, you could have 64 players, 10 of them could be Xbox, thir- like 15 of them could be PlayStation, uh, 5 of them could be playing on Stadia, you know, the rest of them on PC sort of thing, all in the one area. And like, that's nuts to think about. Yeah. Having all those players playing together. We're already doing it with PS4 and PC on uh, Final Fantasy 14. But um, just thinking about like that sort of function happening with uh, the Switch included in that and the Xbox included in that and Google being included in that, like that's nuts. That's mm. the first true, true full form function multi platform platform MMO. Yep. Because uh, uh, World of Warcraft had a rough patch and Final Fantasy is now getting a lot of World of Warcraft population. All oh, right. Yep. So it's growing in numbers pretty steadily. Mm. Um. So, it's interesting because the reason I'm bringing it to this table, specifically, is because the Switch actually does have two MMOs. One is not available here. Uh, the other one is. Um, the first one is Dragon Quest... Was it 10? Is that on Switch? Is it in Japan? In Japan it is, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. The MMO one is, yep. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then we also got one in... Uh, you know, the West, uh, which is currently downloadable, called Onigiri. Okay. I've never heard of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, you can, they, it was a PC only release and then you could get it on PS4. Then they released it on Switch about a month back. Yeah. If you look on the, if you look on the uh, store and search for Onigiri, I bet you you'll find it. Um, I downloaded it. I played a little bit of it. Honestly, it, it was a rush. It's very rushed. It's not really optimized for the platform. It runs like absolute bullcrap. It's not great at all. Mm. Um, and like it, it makes you worry because I mean, how's it going to handle Final Fantasy fourteen if it can't earn, like if it can't handle budget Korean Chinese MMO? <laughs> yeah, it might um, have a it might have a 
a better team to optimize it for a, a game like Final Fantasy fourteen though than you know something smaller like whatever you just said whatever the name was Onigoni. Only giddy. Only giddy, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the, the jelly-filled donuts. Oh, my God, yes. Only giddy. Yeah. I love the Pokemon jelly-filled donuts. Um, so, no, what this actually does form factor into is that um, a, pr- a practice that we've seen in recent years is new consoles. So, something we didn't bring up, that we were going to bring up, was the... Um, the rumours of getting two new Switch models at uh, E3 this year. Yeah. Um, if if this is the case and they are planning to have like a light version and then something that's more beefy, maybe um, they're talking with Nintendo to be like, right, well, we can only release the game on the beefy Switch. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't like that, but yeah. I wouldn't like it either, but I would, I would see... I would see why. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, because at um, the moment... Oh, you can compare the uh, the Switch to, uh, say, the Xbox 360 or the PS3 um, as far as like what it might look like or what it might run like. What was Final Fantasy fourteen like running on the PlayStation 3 version? There, there were problems with that, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, choppy, and it, they're not doing it anymore because... Yeah, um, yeah. I know they discontinued it, but... They discontinued it completely because it's just honestly like... It was just honestly too hard. Yeah. So, to, uh, like, upkeeping that platform. Yeah. Um, and te- technically, I'd probably see it running like that on the Switch as well. It would be like for an MMO with so many players and all that. I, I, I don't see how it would work on Switch that well. Um, well, I mean, it could. Uh, it could I yeah. just think they would have to do a lot of settings tweaking. But this is what I also mean about, like, if we do get another powerful console then I reckon we could see it on that more powerful console. Uh, I don't think it'll release on the base Switch as it is. Um, but obviously, there's a lot of talks going on at the moment between three companies that are happening with this. It's Because they've also got to talk about Microsoft dropping their absolute requirement to have Xbox Live Gold for Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. So that's rubbish. Because that, um, the other day when I was looking at what to uh, play um, Apex Legends on, so on PlayStation Plus, you can play it for free. Um, on Xbox, you need gold. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I, it's it's a barrier they haven't overcome yet. Hopefully, they do soon. Mm. Do you want to quickly talk about sort of uh, what what, uh, what you think about the uh, say the rumors? Because these rumors came came about uh, last year as well, and now they're getting a bit more behind them. Um, so if they are, if it is like a light version, which is for kids to chuck in your backpack, um, doesn't have TV mode or anything, and there is a pro model, uh, do you think that's true? Would you like to get one, etc.? I uh, I mean, I'd, I'd buy a pro model. I, I, like, to be honest, I hope this is real because I would love a pro model. Yeah, I would absolutely. Love one. If I can get one I, with a bit more grunt and like a 1080p screen without without as much of a bezel... And just like an overall sleeker, redefined switch, I'll be all about it. I'll I'll pre-order it and get it day one. I would love I would love one that matches the power of uh, the the base PS4, Xbox One. It would be great if it's possible <laughs> at a decent uh, price. It's, yeah, it is, it is possible. Nothing's impossible, Bryce. Nothing's impossible. No, like nothing. the, that's the thing is we're kind of like like you might see a bulkier switch because of it, mm. but it's not impossible. Yeah. It's not impossible. The specs of 
consoles these days they're not they're not huge like if you look into it if you look into a base xbox one or ps4 the specs are not that impressive consoles never really have been that impressive no. well yeah definitely especially now because you know it's 2019 and the ps5 you know probably will be next year as lo- as well as the next xbox so yeah m- matching those at this point really isn't i would imagine too big a deal um, as far as the size and that goes, I don't think they'll change it that much. Honestly, I think they'll keep it compatible with uh, the Joy-Cons and maybe the docks. It'd be nice if they keep it compatible with the current docks, but maybe not. But I think they will definitely keep it compatible with Joy-Cons. I don't think they'll change the Joy-Cons because there's a lot of people that have already got Joy-Cons and it's kind of like, it's kind of the same thing as like, oh, you can't, if, imagine if you got the PS4 Pro and you couldn't use your, you know, your current PlayStation 4 controls with it. It'd just be stupid. I'm not saying they won't keep it compatible. I'm just mm. saying that I reckon the console will um, have a bit more bulk to it and they'll find a way to work yeah. around it. Yeah. And I mean, we've had this conversation before on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, that if if they do make a new model, they're going to have, like, and it is a pro version, they'll have to bulk it up a little bit. It's not going to be the same slender Switch you, you know, you currently have. Mm. Well, as far, as far as tablets go, the Switch is pretty thick. You know, it's not, it's not like... Oh, it's thick, but it's not, yeah... Yeah, it's it, not. It, it's not a brick, but you know, it's, it's thick. It's, it's it's a chunky boy. The switch. Would, would you play? Would you? Would you be happy with the switch that's pretty much exactly the same as it is now, except it's like you stack two on top of each other? Um, probably not that thick. That's yeah, that's pretty. I mean, they, it's going to have to be that thick. Like, what yeah. else are you going to? Like, how else are you going to fit it? Mm. I I honestly don't think that that's that bad. Yeah, I, I could I, think of. To be honest, I don't think it's going to be like a, a big graphical update. I think it's going to have like a bit more RAM, like just like little tweaks like that. But I don't. Think It'll have a better processor, better better processor, better RAM. Um, they'll probably use a slight update in card. But the thing you've got to think about too is that with all this new shit coming into it, and if the depending on what parts they use, they're going to need more cooling. Yeah, which is going to boo- like beef up the case more. And then, you know, you, the, there's a lot of intricacies about it that you've got to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I don't I don't think it would be beefed up that much. I think it might just be beefed up enough so it can run 1080p in handheld mode. And that's pretty much it as far as uh, graphics or horsepower. You see, I don't even know about that. Like... It's all uh, speculation, bros. I'm not, I'm not here telling you the facts, mate. I'm just... Uh, no, I know. I, I just don't even know if... <laughs> if they'll bother trying to go for true 1080p in handheld mode. Mm. I'm not sure if there's much point. I'd love to see 1080p in handheld mode. Yeah, um, but some games that's not going to make... Like, a lot of games that are going down to that are not... It's not going to make jack shit of a difference. Like, No, it's probably it, not. But Xenoblade Chronicles 2 looks, to be quite frank, not great in handheld mode. Yeah. And like, like Yoshi's Crafted World, you can see the... Uh, sort of blur whereas in, on the TV it's just like crystal clear yeah as well um, I don't I don't think they'll try to one to one match it I think mm. because then they've got to do separate update patches for the games and by the time you get to by the time you get to the end of it it's just gonna it's just gonna be stupid mm. I don't think I don't think there will be separate patches necessarily because it might just use what uh, the current software does where it upscales it on the TV where it goes you know 1080p it might just use that in handheld mode but 
But the, that's the thing is they upscale it onto the TV in 1080p, but when it comes down to a small screen, technically it's downscaling it, but it yeah. still looks worse. Mm. So that makes no sense really, does it? No, not really. Yeah. So in the end, like it's it's a case of like they can try to one-to-one it, but one-to-oneing it, I don't honestly think is possible without the extra patches. Yeah. Because I'll be like... Especially with something like Xenoblade, that is something that they've purposely done to keep the game running at a decent frame across the board. Yeah. But they're going to have to be like, okay, well, we're going to have to put in a X specific patch so that when the game comes down to that size, it, you know, it, it keeps the full resolution textures and all that shit, you know there's there's going to have to be extra data added to it, into it for each game. It won't be much. It'll be like maybe maybe 100 megabyte or something like that. But, you know, to do that for every game, especially if you're somebody like us who's been collecting a lot of indie games and, you know, all that shit, you don't know what kind of space that's going to take up on your Switch. Yeah. I like, I, my, I, I'm pretty used to it just with the PS4 Pro. Like, you don't notice it. Just with, like, the little update for the... Whatever it's sort of, yeah. But we're not talking about a pro here. We're talking about a thirty-two gigabyte switch. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully they give you more uh, storage. That'd be great if they just uh, said, "Hey, let's be realistic here. Let's let's chuck fifty-two gig on it. Let's be let's be reasonable." I just think I just think it's kind of a case of like, why can't they just put five twelve flash in it? Because that would be a bit too convenient for the consumer in the end, Bryce. That's the. Hmm. I mean, they're not making any money off of SD cards unless they're buying those SanDisk ones, and nobody's buying the SanDisk ones because oh, they, well, they're not even good cards. Wasting their money. Oh, they're so expensive, aren't they? Like a hundred bucks for a sixty-something gig card. It's like you've got to be kidding. Yeah, like I'm well, not buying that. Go to the post office, get one for thirty, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, there's no yeah. point. They wouldn't be making a lot of money off that. Mm. Yeah, well, Bryce, just before we wrap up the show, anything else you'd like to say about the Final Fantasy or the Switch models or anything? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess what I was coming down to with the combination of those things is uh, it'd be interesting to see how cross-platform comes along when it finally reaches its full potential and an MMO being that cr- that cross-platformed is really interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously MMOs have been very ingrained in the PC community for, you know, for as long as they've existed. Um, and they've only just slowly started moving over to consoles, but to see a true multi-platform MMO, like cross-play MMO, that's nuts to me. Yeah, well, for a game um, that's all about getting as many users in to create and like an immersive yeah. world, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer, really, if you can get it all working. And yeah, but to achieve such a thing, to achieve such a thing as well, it may also mean that they have to have these more powerful consoles, which makes me think: well, if your shit is talking to Nintendo about having the game on the Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch then they must know something that we don't because their Switch is no more powerful than well it, it's it's creeping close to the power of um base PS4 base Xbox one yeah it, it's not quite there but like it has the potential to do that um we see it with you know breath of the wild and stuff like that um but I still, I still can't believe that 
the console would be able to run a game like that. And especially when it's going to become such a larger scale by being cross-platform across everything. And then you're going to see a lot more players running around and stuff like that. Um, that the Switch would be able to handle that. I just don't think that's possible. Yeah. So it kind of brings to attention that these rumours about new Switch models might actually be completely true. Um, if if this is coming to light. Because um, Yoshida is really good with his... With the with the community of Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. So he does a shit ton of interviews and stuff like that and he's always, you know, sort of keeping people in the know. Mm-hmm. Um so for him to say something like, I'm talking with Stadia, Xbox and Nintendo closely about the about the possible implication of having Final Fantasy fourteen on everything then it yeah, it it just begs questions of me, especially with these rumors that come out about the hardware, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'm all um, about these new Switch or these rumored Switch models. But uh, what you're saying about the uh, the fact that like games are made exclusively for the more powerful one that Matt scares me. Just the splintering of the market and the fact that Nintendo's going so well at the moment, it'd be a shame if they sort of um, sort of put put a stop on that because they've got games out that won't work on even even the new one that is uh, the underpowered one. That'd Look, be I'll be I'll be honest with you though. Um, even just thinking of something like PlayStation VR with PlayStation VR exclusivity, yeah, it, it's not like it's completely like out of the out of the junk. Do you know what I mean? You know, I, I guess as well, if you want to play these games on Nintendo, it is better that um, they come to a powerful console than just not come at all. Yeah. So you know, yeah. if you really want to play these MMOs and maybe more graphically intensive games, and it might be worth for you to pick up the more expensive one. Yeah, I mean, and I would because I I know for myself if they if they bring out if they reveal it and it's an appealing looking product that is an upgrade to my current Switch, even without exclusive games or anything like that, I'll be all about probably getting it anyway. Like going oh, absolutely, I'm hoping for like an update which is similar to you know DS to DS Lite, where the DS was like, oh, this is this is a fun system, but it looks it looks disgusting. It's fat. It's grey. It's got like it's really thick. Um, Whoa, ageist! Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really thick. That, that that should be a positive, really, shouldn't it? But um, mm-hmm. then they bring up the DS Lite, which is one of the most sleek-looking handheld devices to this day. It's just like it looks it looks so nice. Oh, it's beautiful console. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping for that sort of update. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I guess at the end of the day, it's just sort of like. Because E3 stuff's obviously s- slowly trickling out now as it does around this time of year. Mm. You know, who's going to be at E3? <laughs> That's actually uh, something I've missed too. I've got it here. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that just before we finish. So maybe for a minute or so. But um, Nintendo's revealed some of its E3 plans for uh, 2019. So uh, a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate tournament is coming. It's a 3 versus 3 where we have some of the best pro players uh, come and compete in the tournament, as well as the Splatoon 2 World Championship, um, which is exciting to see Splatoon 2 there. It makes sense for Smash Bros. to be there. It's a recent game. It hasn't even been out for a year uh, by the point E3 comes around. And uh, But Splatoon 2, that's an old game. They've actually stopped doing the updates and everything, but it's still going to be represented at E3. So, yeah. Well, yeah, to me, though, like... Splatoon 2 still deserves that spotlight. It's still one of Nintendo's major competitive IPs. Oh, and absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere just because we say that it's not, you know... Yeah. It, that it's old and, you know, 
there's obviously still a lot of avid Splatoon players, and that's yeah, it's great. old in quotes. It's two years old, but you know that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's a long time in like the video game industry. People like to forget pretty quick, especially when it comes to E3, where they're showing off their brand new stuff uh, most yeah. of the time. But I'm happy this is back because I love um, just the uh, like the tournaments and seeing the fans get excited, getting the you know, pro players and everything in. I think it's such a fun thing that Nintendo does. <laughs> No, you you know what we need. What we need, Bryce? We need Nintendo World Championship because Reggie can compete. Oh my god, <laughs> he actually can now. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to be like, he's going to be a month into his retirement. He's going to be like, get fucked. I'm going to E3. This is going to be the first time in twenty so years where I don't have to go to E3. I don't think he's going to be anywhere near E3. But uh, no, he'll go to he'll go to E3 to compete in the Nintendo World Championship. Mm. But remember, he sucks at Smash Bros. He even admits it himself. Yeah, but he could win somehow. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he could win. He could be like that anime underdog that's just like, oh, I wish I was stronger. <laughs> yeah. So, Bryce, that brings us to the brings us to the end of the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we went on longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, you're aiming for an hour because you've got to get back to pat your baby and. Uh, is, is Married at First Sight finished? Are you off the hook? Yeah. yeah oh, God. Yeah. So she's going to be stamping her foot now that she's not distracted by Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't say anymore. Anyway, guys, thank you <laughs> very you much do, for listening to the House of Mario episode 90. You can find me at iDruby. You can find Bryce at iVRevan. And you can find the show at The House of Mario all on Twitter there. And you can find us at The House of Mario on Facebook as well. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and leave us a cheeky five-star rating. It helps us a lot with uh, apparently the algorithms and that. I don't really know much about... YouTube algorithms. Yeah, the algorithms. You know, we're a small Nintendo podcast, so every little bit of support helps. And, of course, we are a part of the 8-Bit Collective uh, 10-plus Australian podcast and one American one bringing you awesome audio content. And, um, of course... If you want to chat with us or our awesome community, there's a link in the show notes below for our Discord community. There's an invite there. That's what I meant to say. Yes. All right, Bryce. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you, my friend. It's good talking to you. Um, it's kind of oh, weird. Yeah, I can't see always. you. You're like you're in the void somewhere. I'm just looking looking around at the ceiling and everything, and I don't know where you are. Apparently. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Are you doing the same for me? You're like, where, where, where's your voice coming from, Drew? Where, 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 where's Drewby? It's coming through your Dodo-provided internet, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. God knows how it provides me internet, but I guess it does. Yeah, the Dodo's extinct, but apparently it's uh, up there with the MBN internet. It's pretty... <laughs> it's exciting stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.